Spirits and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. And we have everyone's favorite space daddy with us. Hi, Jarrell. Hi. It's Welcome. that time. It's Welcome that time. back. It is that time again. Happy December. Yes. And happy birthday, Sagittarius babies, and you um late. December Capricorns. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I had to really think about that for you for a minute because for some reason I blanked on what sign comes next. So I'm like, shit. Yeah, I knew it was Capricorn. Yeah. yeah. The Capricorns. I like Capricorns. Capricorns like me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Capricorns like I. If there's a Capricorn in the room, male wise. Or oh, okay. Capricorn or a Cancer, they usually migrate to our me at some point. You know how, like last last um, astrology episode, I said I hope that you get like a real and metaphorical cannoli. Yes. Now we can call it the Capricorn cannoli. cannoli. I don't oh know my. if I want a Capricorn cannoli. I've had so many Capricorn cannolis. <laughs> I would like a Cancer cannoli. Let's switch it up. Really? really? Yeah. I just feel like they're. Yeah, well, Capricorns are moody, moody, moody. <laughs> Isn't that what cancers are known for? Moody. Now? They're moody too. Yeah. What the fuck am I Monica's talking about? Monica's going to get a moody cannoli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's okay. As long as it's a cannoli. <laughs> God, I cannot wait to eat a, a literal cannoli now. Right? Like, oh, yeah. I'm just, I just made myself hungry. Oh, God, That's please. all. Yeah. I haven't had one of those in like so long. Right? Yeah. Like that just, it sounds really good. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to need to happen. Well, <laughs> we know that the only thing to do is just go to New Jersey now. Right, exactly. Because it's Monica that we're talking about, so you can't try and fucking get a, a cannoli in, in the West Coast. So this yeah. obviously the, the most logical thing to do is for us to abandon everything we're doing right now and head to the airport. That's right, <laughs> and go get some good pizza, good vagina pizza, and some good cannolis. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will say, just on, like, the tip of, like, cannolis and stuff, at least in my limited experience, I do feel like New Jersey has better pastries than New York. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's just, like, it might just be the places (laughs) I've been to. Like, yeah, like, New Jersey had some really good bakeries. It sure did. It Mm -hmm. sure did. Yep. Well, if you go, make a snow angel for me. Yeah, right, right? Yeah, for sure. Just come back with just like a fucking carry-on full of like cannolis. Right? Cannolis and dry ice. Do you think you could do that? I don't think so. I just think dry ice, I'm like, could you freeze them? No, because they'd probably end up just thawing and getting soggy anyway. No, I mean, I've taken I've taken cannolis back on the plane. It's fine for yeah. six hours. Yeah, sure. Yeah, as a matter of fact, my daughter just went to the St. Gennaro Feast, which is a, is a trip back east, and... um. She brought cannolis and she called me and I missed the phone call and she made a bypass and I didn't get my cannolis. Oh, that's sucky. Because she didn't think I was home. That sucked. But I said, you were right down the fucking block, man. <laughs> the Burbank <laughs> Airport, you know, come on, you could swing by, see if I'm here. Come on. Maybe I was taking a shit or something. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, come on, give me a break. Well, you know, I just I'm imagining a suitcase full of cannolis and I'm not fucking <laughs> mad at it. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've done it before. I mean, before when I years ago when I went uh, solo to Irene's, I brought back a whole pound of mini cannolis and a whole pound of uh, good Italian cookies. Well, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, I know. Me let's too. Get let's talk hungry. about the planets. Let's get my mind <laughs> off of food. Yes. So what's going on in December, Jiro? Tell us. Um. Oh well, this this is another eventful month. Okay. Um, it, it does have like more happy things than last month, but it does have that um last time we were talking about you know that square perfecting in this in this month, and mm-hmm. it is so that's probably. I would say probably the most challenging aspect happening this month, and it is something that could potentially rock your world or just rock the world oh in general. Because the Gross. last, Let's I not know. do either of those things. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the last time that um, that square perfected, you know, we had the the storming of the White House, and then that's right, and then we had 
that crazy June where mm-hmm. like things were like just nuts. insane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so that is happening this month. I I don't. I'm not a mundane astrologer, so like I can't do like worldwide predictions and stuff like that. So, but the energy is definitely there for something like that. What what day does this take place on? Ooh, okay. Uh, notes. It is happening on the twenty third. So two okay. days before Christmas. Girl, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I love how this was like. There was something else in November that was like really like intense right before Thanksgiving. It was too. the twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I love how it's just like right before like the big like gather with your extended family mm-hmm. days. That it's like let's get yeah. really fucking intense. Let's see how many families we can yeah. destroy. Blah ha ha ha. Well, but you remember <laughs> last year that happened around Christmas too. There was the great conjunction. You remember that the conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn mm-hmm. and how that only happened like every 200 years yeah. oh that's right and everyone's you know? super excited and they were about calling that. it the christmas star mm-hmm. do you remember that yes yeah. now i do yeah, yeah so that yeah the, i don't know the past few years it seems like big astrological events are happening around the holidays like literally a couple days or before or after mm-hmm. yeah interesting well on this day which you said was the 23rd mm-hmm. um make good life choices yeah stay home and, and bake cookies yeah stay home and bake cookies if you make really good cannolis, make some of those and send them to me and Monica. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Jarrell. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, in, so instead of a rock, you know, just a big cannoli and hide under it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love that. And eat it from and underneath. Nip, right. Yeah. You just nibble <laughs> away. your way out of it. <laughs> That's right. And you can submerge into the world full happy and yeah. covered in sugar. Fuck like, yeah. Like a caterpillar. And you can start the new year as a oh cannoli God, butterfly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cannoli butterflies. That's how I want to be when I grow up now. What the hell, man? What's next? I don't know. Cannoli butterflies, vagina pizza. Cheers. Pizza. Take. Yeah. What are What are you drinking tonight, Jarrell? Oh well. Last month, I loved that Strega so much. I'm having another shot. There you go. Cheers to all. Cheers to all. I'm drinking my beer. I got water. I'm real crazy like that. Okay. Cheers. Very good. All right. So now that we're doing this in person again, Monica, like I gotta stop going easy on you because you know, the last couple months you well, say that you're drinking year. and you've been like sipping, but like we need we need to get the high priestess drunk. Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry. maybe 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 yeah. Maybe we'll start that again next year. Yeah, I might go easy year. on you right now. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> Chugging competition. <laughs> All right. So. December 2021. It is a pretty eventful month, but, um, and it, it has its, you know, crazy things happening. Um, it is going to be a roller coaster in a way where it's like, you know, highs and lows and stuff like that, but nothing we can't handle, especially after 2020 and 2021. <laughs> you, you know, know like, I just don't like saying that because I feel like it hears us and it's like, hold my beer. Let me yeah. show these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do have like opinions about like 2022 and, you know, it does actually have like a lot of really great stuff, but I think it's kind of going to be that extreme and I guess we're kind of going to get into it now, but I kind of feel like with how fun and loose that energy is going to be, people will kind of take it for granted and be really irresponsible with it. Mm. And that's kind of like my personal like opinion of like what's going to happen. So I think it's just going to be crazy because people feel like they have that reason to be, you know? Just fucking like hit that yeah. party fucking hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and it's it's not that it's not fun for you if you're doing that, but it's not fun if you have to clean up after it. You know. So yeah, like, this is true. Yeah. Everyone remember you got work in the morning. Yeah. Drink that glass of water. <laughs> Take that aspirin. Yeah, but um, so December starts off real crazy. Um, on the uh on the third of November. Oh, sorry, November. December, sorry. <laughs> the 3rd of December. Uh, remember, uh, eclipse season started in, mm-hmm. like, mid-November? Well, we're starting off December with an eclipse. The mm-hmm. the second one in that um, It's a solar season. one this time, but, right? Yeah, this one is the, the solar eclipse, and this one is actually going to be a total solar eclipse. Oh. 
Um, so you know how like you see pictures of like you know that black sun and it has that ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in America we're not gonna see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. it is a total solar eclipse, so it is gonna be completely blacked out. But we're not gonna see that ring. You'd have to actually literally be in South Africa or Antarctica to see it. Okay. Alrighty, let's yeah, go to fucking so, Antarctica. You know. <laughs> Wait, um, is that where the polar bears are or the penguins? One of the two are penguins. Let's go see some fucking penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Here it's nice that time of year. Out there. (laughs) So we are starting with that. And this um, eclipse um, ends the the nodal cycle um, on the axis of Gemini and um, Sagittarius. The next um, eclipse season that occurs is going to be completely on that axis of Taurus and Scorpio. And so new kinds of like energies and challenges are going to start um, with those. Different werewolves. Different werewolves. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But remember with like um, a solar eclipse or just eclipses in general, and the kind of energy that you can expect depends on the light that's being eclipsed or shadowed over in this case it's the sun that's being eclipsed so the sun as we know in astrology is the uh, significator for light and light um, in the context of astrology means destiny so it shines the light on the trajectory toward your destiny right so when you think of that particular light in your life being eclipsed, um, you actually start off with a more sort of like internal or um, introspective, like uh, not a battle, but like you look more inwardly and then you start realizing with this eclipse how your needs aren't being met. You know, whereas with a lunar eclipse, you know, the moon is more associated with like matter and you know things that can result with things that you physically do so it starts external before it goes internal but solar eclipses are the opposite you start internal before you start realizing what happens externally outside of you um so for people that get really um uh affected by this eclipse that's kind of like the um the kind of energies that come out of this Okay. So. All right. Um, and it's also uh, again, you know, the the eclipse is happening um, in Sagittarius, so you've got those themes to deal with as well. So Sagittarius is, I think it's a fun sign. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Um, it's definitely a sign that is ruled by Jupiter. So there's this sense of like fiery optimism that that comes with it but Sagittarius is also a mutable sign so it's really good at being able to adapt to different things um I think when people think of Sagittarius though you know just like every other sign they you know um defer to those um stereotypes you know Mm -hmm. uh and Sagittarius is one that is seen as um people who are Sagittarius are like adventurous and they always look to seek higher ideals and stuff like that right um but with Sagittarius being a fire mutable sign it's definitely a sign that is led through passion and i'm not just talking about passion as in like sexual passion you know you can think of like you know like the passion of christ it's about that ecstasy and i'm not talking about lustful ecstasy it's you know when bliss you're talking about bliss yeah it's like this pure divine bliss or you know another way that i kind of think about it too you know how like if you're doing an art project or you're writing music you're doing something really creative and you just get in that zone and then you look at the time and you realize like 12 hours have elapsed and you don't even know where that time went Mm -hmm. that's the ecstasy that i'm talking about you know that kind of a passion that kind of makes sense because i feel like that is something that um is very much so fire Mm -hmm. like when we talk about just like the element of fire it's it's passion and it really that that is one of the things that I would think about mm-hmm. with that. So that kind of is fitting and makes sense. I didn't know it was a mutable sign though. Oh yeah. For some reason, sign. when I think, well, I guess when I think of fire signs in general, I think of like really like hardcore. 
energy. I think of something more yeah. cardinal or fixed. Yeah, and you know, when when I start relating like the the different modes, like cardinal and fixed, and then mutable, and then I attach it to an element, I just think like, well, how does that element um, express itself through that mode? So like. Um, Aries mm -hmm. being a cardinal fire sign, that's kind of like a gunshot or fireworks, you know? It's very focused and it's explosive, and you know? And But it's like a one-shot deal, right? But it's good at starting and initiating things. Mm -hmm. Leo is a fire sign as well, but it's fixed, so it's like a campfire. You know, it's a fire that needs to be tended to, and if it's not, it goes out. But if you tend to it, it gives warmth and sustenance to the whole, you know, group of people that that's around it. That totally makes sense for Leo. This makes a lot yeah. of sense. You're breaking this down. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And so Sagittarius is mutable fire. It's a fire that can expand. So Sagittarius to me is like a wildfire. It's really pretty from afar, but when you actually get close, you can see how destructive it can be. Mm. You know, but it's not so much about the destruction that ensues with a wildfire that's intriguing, but it's the fact that it can just keep expanding and expanding and getting bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that is really what the energy of Sagittarius is. You know, that's why Sagittarius's are seen as being adventurous is because they love to explore with that sense of passion. And it doesn't matter what the exploration is. Oftentimes with Sagittarius, it's um, delineated as like higher education or spirituality or justice or law. You know what I mean? But there's whatever you know, fancies the Sagittarius at hand, they're going to keep going um, and beyond limits. You know what I mean? Do you feel like because of that, that Sagittarius is Sagittarians, Sages? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we feel like because of this and this expansion and this passion, um, could we like kind of say that they, they might be prone to be experts in things? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely. It sounds definitely like they have the can. making for it. At least they they absolutely absolutely do because that is like one of the defaults of having an energy like that is when you focus on something you kind of lose yourself in that ecstasy of like the exploration and just by default you master the thing that you're involved with. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So that's the cool thing about that that energy. But, you know, if we're going to talk about just the archetype of Sagittarius, I think it's like one of the most inspiring and like beautiful archetypes uh, because, well, let's just take the the symbol of Sagittarius. It's that centaur that is shooting the bow and arrow, or sometimes it's referred to as the archer. But mm -hmm. notably, it's a centaur, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, Sagittarius, like all the mutable signs, is um, in traditional astrology known as a double-bodied sign because it embodies dual aspects. Like if you take Gemini as a mutable sign, it's the twins, two mm -hmm. bodies. Mm -hmm. Pisces is two fish. Virgo is a maiden who sometimes have you know depicted with wings but she holds a sheath of wheat and a sickle so it's the embodiment of life and death in her hands you know what I mean but then you have Sagittarius who's half man half horse mm -hmm. and when you're looking at the symbolism of that it's the horse um, that is the most significant uh, because when you look at cultures all across the world the horse totem is very significant in spirituality. The horse is seen as a spirit of the land. They say it is what took over when dragons disappeared from the world. From mm -hmm. the world, you know, the horse also in shamanic cultures, like in Mongolia or in Tibet, um, is known as the the totem spirit that helps you travel to the other side. <coughs> excuse me but um even even in those cultures you know like the hand drum that helps you go into that trance when it's being beaten they call that a horse also oh i didn't or, know that yeah 
um, or or like um, in in Tibet they have the idea of the wind horse, you know, which is the 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 wind horse is the animal that helps carry messages for you to the dead and vice versa. And when you look at even Western culture, you know, like with Norse traditions, you know, you have Odin who rides Schleppner, which is an eight-legged really horse yeah. who can travel between the worlds. But even with Odin, you know, uh, being very much tied to uh, Idrasil, you know, the world tree. Idrasil means like two things. It means gallows or it could mean horse. And the world tree was also known as Odin's horse because it is the vehicle through which he became the father of, you know, witchcraft and king of the gods, you know, by sacrificing himself to elevate his spirit. But it's also the bridge between all the worlds. Interesting. And this all has to do with the symbolism of the horse. And, you know, when we talk about even just the mythology behind Sagittarius, there's two, like, main competing ones. The, f the most notable one that a lot of people will talk about is that Sagittarius is um, uh, represented by Chiron. Chiron was a centaur who was uh, born from a god and a nymph, um, but he was born immortal. And he became um, the the trainer of heroes you know he trained achilles he trained hercules but he also was a master of medicine some see, some people even say that he was the one that invented medicine so he was a healer mm -hmm. but the unfortunate mythology of chiron is he got struck by an arrow in the thigh and the arrow was poisonous uh, it was poisoned and even though he was a healer and could cure everything and anyone he could not heal himself. And because he could not heal himself, he could not die because he was an immortal. You know, so this is the mythology of the wounded healer, you know. And, you know, as a oh, healer, okay. it's like, you know, who heals the healer? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. But even through that mastery, you still have to do, like, that shadow work to figure out, like, how you're going to elevate and evolve as a spirit, right? Um, the other um, competing mythology. Real quick, oh, I yeah. want to just like interrupt. Just like I feel like you just went really deep with that. Oh and yeah, I think that's amazing. <laughs> and I'm just gonna bring it back to like my derpiness real quick. So yeah. as you were talking about this and you're talking about Chiron, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, and he trained Hercules. I'm like, hey, I know who that is. I saw Disney's Hercules. <laughs> and so the rest of the time you're saying yeah. this, I'm imagining it playing in my head, but it's like the little Danny DeVito goat. Oh you yeah. Know? <laughs> so. Well, the little Danny DeVito goat is, that, well, he was a satyr, right? So yeah. he wasn't like the centaur, right? Chiron was a centaur. But I was going to say the other competing mythology is that the symbol of Sagittarius is actually um, a figure named Crotus, uh, C-R-O-T-U-S, right? And he's actually this, I believe he's the son of Kronos and a nymph, right? Mm -hmm. But unlike, and, and, um, but, uh, and he was born a satyr. Mm, okay. Okay, but unlike other satyrs, he was born with four legs, whereas satyrs normally just have the, the two. two hind legs, right, mm -hmm. of a goat. Um, but Crotus also, unlike, you know, his other half, uh, demigod cousins was born mortal. So, but he had such influence and magnetism that he became like the biggest groupie for the muses. And so they say that the reason why people have praise and applause is because he started clapping after really? they would perform. Oh, wow. But he, but he also was known as uh, being the greatest huntsman that ever lived because he invented the bow and arrow. That's why Sagittarius is known as the archer. And so I really think it's uh, Crotus's uh, mythology that is Sagittarius and not Chiron. I like his. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's just really sweet. Yeah. That brought a smile to my face, all of that. Yeah. But I can see it. Goat. Yeah, I can <laughs> see it either way because Chiron was not an archer, but he was hit by an archer. Mm -hmm. You know, so it could go either way. But What's interesting, though, is with Chiron, he couldn't die. 
And when Hercules freed Prometheus from the chains, they were trying to decide what they were going to do with Prometheus. And Chiron felt so bad because that's his buddy. And he's like, I'm going to give up my immortality if you'll let him go free. And Zeus said yes and put Chiron in the stars. With the other mythology, because Crotus was mortal, when he finally died, the muses loved him so much, they asked Zeus, can you put him in the stars? And he did. But what's interesting is when you look at the constellation of Sagittarius, it's an archer, a centaur archer, pointing his arrow toward the east, and it's pointing towards Scorpio. And it's this constant reminder that no matter how well you've mastered life, death is always next to you. Damn. Right? But if you point your arrow toward the eastern horizon, toward inspiration, you know, if you point your arrow and aim for this evolution of spirit, you will always find your place amongst the stars. You just gave me chills. That was really beautiful. <laughs> I know. I love the the mythology behind Sagittarius. It's great. And you know, when you when you really dig into the mythology of all of these signs, you know, like you just love them so much more and then you can apply it to people that you actually know. Whether you like them or not, you're like, oh well, but I see where that energy comes from, you know, in whatever minuscule or big way. You know, it's like, oh well. They're definitely just carrying that energy of expansion, you know, if, or optimism. That's yeah. really, I like that. If people so, wanted to, like, look up the mythology of, mm -hmm. like, their zodiac sign and yeah. stuff like that, where would you suggest that they... You know, there's there's a there's a lot of stuff out there that's very easily available and Googleable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Googleable, I Googleable. like that. Yeah. But, um, there's a, there's an astrologer named, um, uh, I think his name is Jason Hawley, and he speaks a lot about the mythologies of um, all of the the signs and the planets and stuff like that. Um, you can also just generally um, look up arch archetypal astrology, and that really goes in-depth into the lessons and the wisdoms of each zodiacal sign, but also all the planets. So um, archetypal astrology, that, that's... Archetypal astrology. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good yeah. to know, because that's actually really interesting and insightful. And as much as, like, I, I admit to everyone, I am not an expert in astrology. Yeah. I am slowly learning stuff through doing this podcast because yeah. of you. Yay. But I have this bad habit of uh -huh. leaning into stereotypes yeah. of the signs. And I know we all do it. We all do. And, I mean, it's valid, which is why it's such a well-known stereotype because mm -hmm. it, it holds true in some sense. But I would like to go a little deeper instead of just looking at, like, yeah. a sign and be like, oh, you're like this. Because usually you hear the stereotypes and it's all negative shit. Yeah. You know? And so, like, <laughs> this is, I'm, like, learning about Sagittarius. I'm like, all oh, right, this is pretty cool. Yeah, and it is pretty cool. And, you know, but that's the thing. Every sign, even archetypically, like, has their pros and their cons, right? And oftentimes I feel like when you're wronged or betrayed, you just remember all the bad stuff. And yeah. that's, that's what gets reinforced with those stereotypes, you know? But you still have to step back, I think, you know, and just look at the bigger picture in the sense that, you know, just because someone's a Sagittarius or a Taurus or a Gemini or whatever the sign is, you know, like you still have the whole rest of the chart to look at. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those significations carry through other planets in specific moments. And, you know, that's a thing in astrology uh, with some, you know, with some perspectives, there's this belief that not all the planets are activated all the time in your chart. You know, there's a there's a technique called annual perfections where based off of your age you can actually determine which planets in your natal chart are going to be activated that year so if like let's say you're in um your age 18 you're going to be in a seventh house perfection year so whatever planets are in the seventh house for you that's what's going to be the most active all the other ones are there but if like let's say you had venus in your seventh house anything that whole year that happens to your Venus, your natal Venus, is going to be monumental. 
You know what I mean? So, so, cool. so it's a timing technique, and there are all different kinds of timing techniques that can tell you which planets are going to be activated, and that's why you'll see certain energies around people more, um, more literally <laughs> mm-hmm. at some points in in time than other times. You know, like that's really interesting. Wow. I know astrology. It's it's so much more so complex oh God, than people realize. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like astrology is really, like, having its moment right now, too. I yeah. feel like people are getting more into it. Mm-hmm. There's more of a, a focus on it, but it's still, like, not even breaking the surface. No, yeah. it's not. But, it, you know, it'll get there. You know, the more interest that's generated, the more people will, you know, become masters at this, you this know. And we can lean into that Sagittarius energy right now because it's December. Right. Yeah, it you is Sag I mean? season. <laughs> so... Uh, Going back to the 2021 December horoscope, you know, I mentioned before that we started with this solar eclipse. And, you know, there are a bunch of stuff that happens in between. But the next big thing that happens is we have like, I mean, there's they're all big things, but there's not enough time to talk about every single transit. Right. So the next one that I want to pull out of the hat here is the full moon. Okay, so on the 18th. Uh, we have a full moon and it's going to be a full moon in Aries. Okay. Um, And um, this is going to be a fun moon because we get to see this sort of like warrior aspect happening with the moon and the moon being full, uh, the moon is like at her fullest potential. And, you know, it's the best time to either like meditate and like reflect with that energy and like discover your inner warrior or you can manifest magic that is very proactive you know what i mean so the moon in aries like she she's okay in that sign she doesn't hate it but she doesn't like love love it either but she can be very productive in it because it's cardinal you know it's it's um an energy that is very active and because it's also fiery like sagittarius it kind of lends itself well i think in this um tide you know so so that's one thing that's happening and it's happening at 8 35 p.m pacific standard time um for us out here so but i like that moon um i love a moon in aries because you can definitely tap into like that sense of purpose you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i think it's pretty cool um so the next big thing literally happens the next day in um december and this is actually a really 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 big deal because once this transit starts it's gonna end 2021 with this note and it's gonna start 2022 um with that note all the way up until february so it's a transit that lasts for a while you want to guess what it is i don't know should we should we be scared i'm kind of scared um you could be um i'm not scared of it but then i also know what comes along with it but that's why i'm here to tell you what it is about (laughs) it so on the 19th of december we're gonna have a venus retrograde Ugh. and venus retrograde that takes us into february that takes yeah, us it's 40 days 40 that's days right out. Yeah, okay, I hate this. Never mind. I know about Venus retrograde. I don't like Venus retrograde. It's it's, it's not fun, especially if you're, like, really sensitive to any kind of transits that happen with Venus. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely not going to be fun for you. But, you know, again, it is a retrograde. It is a backwards motion. And with every retrograde, you're always going to have to emphasize the re's, right? So to you know re revise relocate reevaluate re um reaccess yeah all the every reads. time i think of venus retrograde i there's this like really funny astrology mm-hmm. meme for anyone that's ever watched mad men you'll remember okay. when um Betty Draper like loses her shit like I think on like the neighbor's pigeon or something and so she takes the (laughs) shotgun so there's um, a meme like that that's like of her with the cigarette with the shotgun it's like when your ex comes around during (laughs) Venus retrograde so I'm like re-aim re-cock like I just (laughs) but yeah you know that actually is something that can happen with a Venus retrograde because remember Venus um, her significations like her job in you know 
the heavens is to emphasize your values and to create harmony amongst those. But when you think about what we value, it's always the same thing. Well, it's always our desire really seems yeah. to go really hand in mm -hmm. hand with our values. It does, yeah. And our values are always the same. It's love, money, home, family, security. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all of those like earthly material things, you know, like mm -hmm. that we can hold in our hand, you know, and possess, you know what I mean? So when that is um, Venus's job to harmonize, to harmonize all of those things in our life, and then she starts moving backwards, retrograde, then what it does is all of those things that you have, all those things that you value, now get spotlit, okay? And you have to reassess, re-examine, re-evaluate if the things that you carry in your life with value are actually worth being loyal to. That's a really good way you know, to put it. It's true. So, and you know, here's the thing. Venus retrogrades also have this um, um, reputation of making you, making your judgment cloudy. You know, a lot of things, a lot of times what I, what I hear is um, uh, Venus retrograde will start and then someone just gets like so inspired and they just start redecorating their house like crazy They start, oh, wow. you know going to all these thrift stores and getting new thrift pillows and they're like I'm gonna theme my living room and my kitchen and my bathroom Yes, manic you know? energy. Let's fucking right? bring it to the vintage and realm. then what happens is the retrograde ends and then they're not done. And they're either not done and they're mad about it or they look around and they just have this epiphany what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. So Venus retrogrades, at least for me, the way uh, one of the ways I like to describe them is it's they're like that really amazing fruity cocktail or mixed drink. And it's so good. It's so sweet, but you don't actually taste the alcohol. So you have another and another yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then you regret it the next day. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's kind of the energy that I think Venus retrograde kind of resembles. That makes sense because it rules your heart. It does. And so that's what you have to look at. At least because again, like when it, my relationship with the planets, I very much so associate them with the Roman gods. And I yeah. think of Venus or Aphrodite and I think of where she rules over our love, our beauty, our money, mm -hmm. our heart, which is where yeah. we do tend to carry a lot of our judgment. It's not until we kind of stop and really do a double take mm -hmm. before we allow the judgment to travel to our brain. Yeah. You know, so I can see if you're just going off of that manic emotional energy, like, yeah, it can yeah. make you impulsive and all of that. And it like kind of clouds a really good high for a minute, but though. you Shit. really can't. So, and that's the thing. And I just, I know this, you know, were you the person that tried to redecorate? With I, the I, totally, I totally, I <laughs> totally was, I totally was, you know, like <laughs> I have, you know, I, I hated Ikea <laughs> for the <laughs> longest time and I like it now, but like as I was doing, you know, my whole like redecoration of like my room, I was like, I hate Ikea. Why is it? I you know what? Like I'm actually, I'm liking it now. I'm liking it. You know, I, I, I can dig, but it, I, I figured out ways to make it look the way I want. So it wasn't, you know, that like, just that really look, bland you know Ikea what I mean? Look, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I so, think Ikea, just FYI, I think Ikea is a very, um, um, power like uh what is it controlling place why because you walk in and you can't fucking get out yeah you they, yeah. you have to fucking walk around where oh, they want you to i go. used to really hate ikea and now i love it <laughs> i know but i used to hate it but i yeah i you can't it's a whole day. It's a, it's a Hotel boring. California. You can enter yeah, the Yeah, you can never fucking <laughs> leave. But that. then, like, you go with someone like Ricky, who's really good with um, directions, and mm. he's like, oh, there's a shortcut right here. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. He's totally yeah. awesome. I like the store. I don't really care for their products. No. I mean, Let's not put down could... Ikea. I bet you there's some people from Ikea listening to us. <laughs> We're sorry, Ikea. Well, not. I think... I, you know, I like their products, so... Um, 
I, I get that like manic like Venus retrograde inspiration when I'm yeah. there though. I yeah. can absolutely see that. Yeah. So so that is a, a thing that happens, you know. But you know what starts to shift during a ret- uh, Venus retrograde is our perception of things, especially like our perception of beauty, for example, or aesthetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those are things that are very. We, we have very strong opinions as far as like what we value when it comes to those you know so those are the things that get spotlit you know and sometimes we do crazy things and sometimes venus retrogrades are really not bad for people but it's like when they have that realization afterwards you know like that <laughs> you know was i thinking you know kind of like when you're drunk and you really think you can dance yeah and then you realize <laughs> the next day, oh no i can't yeah <laughs> But in your mind, you're you're you hot. A fucking rock star that <laughs> night. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but but that is what's starting on the nineteenth. Oh, but here's the other layer to this. You ready for this? Uh-oh. Venus is in Capricorn. Does she like being in Capricorn? She's all right in it. Okay. She she doesn't hate it. She doesn't love it. But when you have Venus in Capricorn, you get a very serious. Venus because Capricorn is is a sign that's very Saturnian you know it's it's the one that says like no to all the things it has really strong boundaries so when you have Venus and Capricorn if you cross her the just the right way she's gonna like make sure you know that you're wrong you know like <laughs> I think is it I think it's South Park. You're gonna have a bad time, right? <laughs> is it? Yeah, like I feel like this is one of those yeah. things. Okay. Yeah, but you know, there is a really nice um, attribute that Capricorn lends to um, Venus, um, and it's this aspect of austerity. You know, austerity. You know, being austere. It's like being in this state of like pristine, infallible. Like you can't touch me you know kind of thing it's like i'm pretty from afar but you dare touch me i will like slash you you know what i mean it's I like, like that energy it's, though. <laughs> it's 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 this but it's really potent and you know that's kind of what lends capricorn that energy of you know you know climbing the ladder you know what i mean and being um a sign that's really um concerned with like status or elevation of like career and stuff like that so you put that energy to venus who wants to harmonize all the things she's gonna get all of her ducks in a row make sure she's really pretty but don't touch me (laughs) you know just put my face on do not smear my makeup yeah do not yeah (laughs) so but then it it also lends itself well to the retrograde because if what is popping up for you are all those exes coming back trying to make a you know a, a comeback in your life venus and capricorn is like no 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not going to do this again so it makes that retrograde um energy easier i think so but that's just something to be aware of too because while venus is retrograde you 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 might present yourself as more stern than you intend you know (laughs) you know so all right so but i think it's i think it's i think it's good you know we'll see i mean when you put it that way it sounds like it might be like manically fun with a dose of lessons and self-control that needs employed and there's that yeah and like when you put it that way though i'm like all right cool like i can handle that but then every time we're actually in a venus retrograde i'm like fucking shoot me so (laughs) like we'll we'll see i'm not so we'll see but yeah just you know just to to keep in mind like that's that's another layer of energy um Mm -hmm. that we're kind of and this is on through. the 19th, and the this 19th. rolls through till February. And this rolls through till February. This is how we end our year with with a Venus retrograde. So another really big thing, you know, so on the 21st, Yule, mm-hmm. the sun goes into Capricorn, and here starts the coldest, longest night of the year, right? The mm-hmm. shortest day. So we are now moving into a new season with a completely different energy with Capricorn. Okay, so, and that energy, like, even when we go to, you know, um, pagan perspective, you know, this idea of, you know, the sun being reborn, you know, um, the sun is reborn literally at the beginning of winter. 
you know and it's crazy to think that we're in december but it's actually still fall up until this point you know what i mean it's weird thinking that because it's already cold it's already snowing in some places but it's actually still technically fall until the 21st you know and it's weird to think especially in california that january february and uh, march are actually winter winter right it's so strange so but you know yeah. But we have a different experience than the rest of the world, you know, so we don't actually get snow. Sorry, Which guys. is why so many <laughs> but, people try and move here. But yeah. let me just tell you, we get a lot of heat. It sucks. Stop moving here. We're, we're not that cool. Don't do it. We have fires now. Lots of them. <laughs> we also have no water and lots of traffic and our rent is atrocious. Stay home. Stay where you are. You're better off. Um, but anyhow, so... So, but yeah, but now at this point, the sun is moving into Capricorn and that is literally the first day of winter. And so Capricorn starts off with this energy that is austere, but it's also receptive and it's cardinal. So it takes with it this like earthy, practical energy that is very forward thinking and takes the whole world with it at the same time, you know? So it's it's actually really cool energy, I think. I am here for the, I you love Capricorn I mean, so. energy. Yeah. It just, it makes sense. There's mm-hmm. logic, it uses its brain. Yeah. I like that. And I think it's, it's, it's also in a way, like in a really odd way, it's nice that Venus is retrograding in that sign too, because it works. Like I feel like it works well, you know, um, in traditional astrology venus and saturn are actually friends like Mm. like you wouldn't think that otherwise because like uh saturn can be so like um intensely like um what's the word combative with all of the other planets but him and venus actually get along well i feel like venus has to like get it on some level you know (laughs) like venus is probably like I see you. I know yeah. how it goes. Because there, there has to be that duality. And if you know any mm-hmm. of her um, mythology, mm-hmm. you'll see her duality. Where she yeah. is like this fucking smoking hot maiden. And she's hoeing around. Yeah. And then you see her as the mother. And then you yeah. see someone trip her fucking psycho switch. Like, she's got a lot of different yeah. facets to her. So yeah. I can see how she would be like Saturn's only friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, there's that. Um, so, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that part is pretty cool. But then literally two days after Yule, we get that perfection of the square dun, dun, between dun. Saturn and Uranus. And I think we've already been talking about that enough to like know what that energy is. You know, it's like boundaries and rebellion colliding, you know, um, and so I think we can probably predict maybe that something big will happen in the world, potentially, or at least in the U.S. Or, you know, there will be something that kind of shakes people just because that's been the trend. And this is when we will all be hiding in our giant cannolis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're just coming out peeking for Christmas and we're back. We're just <laughs> grabbing know? some just, you know, eggnogs to go with our cannoli. <laughs> going back, back thanks for the present home. mom yeah. <laughs> Bye. how long does this um does this square like actually last for versus how long will we kind of feel the effects because i feel like like when this happened in january it was kind of like boom and it was just like it happened out of nowhere and there's this fucking craziness yeah. that we saw with capital and then it went away and then it went away and then it like reared its head again in june kind of a thing so yeah like there's there's usually like a big thing that explodes and then it kind of like stays for like a month or two and kind of fizzles out kind Mm -hmm. of thing so we can probably expect that again okay yeah so but um this is the last time that those planets will perfect in 2022 (laughs) they're gonna get close but they're not gonna actually perfect cool in june (laughs) June of course right so like uh, or around June, I, I don't remember the date exactly, but but we're not done with that energy. That energy is going to be here for a while, and it's not until um, Saturn finally leaves Aquarius that we'll be done with that. Okay. So, um, and we've got another like year, year and a half ish of Saturn can, in Aquarius. Yeah. We can do it. I'm going to be we optimistic. Yeah. And I'm just say we can do it because guess what? You don't have, have a fucking no choice. choice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, but then. Uh, 
what is it like four or five days after so on the 28th we have the next big thing happening happening in december and this is really the last big thing that really is gonna like shake people maybe in a good way mm -hmm. we have jupiter going into pisces oh. okay so remember how in may we had that preview where things uh where where jupiter went into pisces for like a month and a half and i said pay attention to what happens there because jupiter is this you know benefic planet so he's he's a planet of good fortune and luck and he's going into a sign that he calls home he's domicile in Pisces so he rules Pisces and he rules Sagittarius but he's going into his own sign and when he's when he goes into a sign he stays there for a whole year oh cool okay. you know what I mean so but here's the thing sometimes he does this thing where he starts like moving a little fast and then he like retrogrades and what happened in May of 2021 is he went into Pisces for a split second and so people were like oh my gosh pay attention because whatever good fortunes or whatever happened or occurred during that time this is a little taste a little teaser because when he goes into Pisces full force in 2022 you're gonna get more of that Wait. Does anyone remember what happened to them in May? Because I'm racking my brain and well, I don't know. I remember what happened in May and it was actually not great for a lot of people. No. Unfortunately. But there was a great thing that happened, mm -hmm. but people squandered it, I think. Okay. So what happened in May, you remember how like the mask mandates got lifted for oh, a split second and okay. then people just started partying, going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then we had another resurgence in COVID and that spikes and numbers. Right around the and that square. was June. You called it. Yeah. June. So that's, that's what's, that's what's happening in 2022. So if you think it's time to party, it is, but you still got to be freaking careful. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. You know what okay. I mean? So that's the energy that Drink we're going to be going into. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, be an adult. You can have fun and be an adult, <laughs> you know? So, but either way, and you know, the thing is when Jupiter's in Pisces, people can be a little bit more sensitive and emotional too, you know? Um, so, and I think that was something people didn't expect. People were expecting to like, you know, get, you know, intoxicated and party and like, you know, things are going to be great again. And they did. And it bit them in the butt. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're going into that energy again, but now for a year. Okay. So it, it can definitely be fun for you, but be take, careful. but take the lesson from May earlier this year and just be careful you know right. be responsible and you know use your common sense you know <laughs> like make good life choices make good life choices when is this again this is 28th? he on the 28th he goes into that sign okay. yeah and it's partially because he's going into that sign that things get really great in 2022 because then what happens is he's going to stay in that sign and then Venus is going to meet up with him and hold hands. Hey girl. You know what I mean? Party. So like they're going to be conjoined <laughs> mm -hmm. in um uh late April, um most of May, which is actually when I planned my wedding because I'm witchy like that. Oh. <laughs> so that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So, okay, I like. I love that you actually like paid attention. Well, of course yeah. you would pay attention yeah. to the astrology for your wedding, <laughs> yes. but I yeah. love that. I didn't pay attention at all. I got married during a Mercury retrograde. Oh wow! <laughs> well, you know what? Once I realized it was a retrograde, I was like, well, I know that the things that you do, you tend to repeat. So mm -hmm. instead of repeating getting married, I decided to focus on the fact that I was traveling. Yeah. And that I wanted to continue with that, which I absolutely have. And I actually went back to New Orleans, I think, three or four more times oh since. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, you just, you got to know how to, like, work with whatever you're being handed. Because exactly. it doesn't all have to be crap. Right, and I think exactly. we need to remember that this month. And I want to say that you have presented a very heavy month mm -hmm. that you totally forewarned us was going to be heavy. But you put it in a way that was very palatable. Um, and I think showed us kind of like how to work with some of it too, yeah. you know? And you know, that's, that's what astrology should do. You know, I think a lot of times people get really scared about, you know, knowing what the future is going to be like, you know, because, you know, it's like some people just don't want to know what's going to happen to them. Knowledge is power. But, you know, at the same time, when you get into predictive stuff like that and you're just like looking at energies, right, then it becomes a little bit, like you said, more palatable. And what it does is when you know, you know, that stuff, then um, 
you then have the agency yeah. to work your free will exactly. in the, with its best potential. So I don't understand how people could not want to know. Yeah, a lot of people don't. A lot of people I do respect not. that. Like I'm perplexed by it, but I'm like, good for you. I love how Monica's take is knowledge is power, and mine is I'm nosy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what what it is. The one thing I will say, though, um, and I think we all need this reminder time and time again, um, when we know we're about to walk into a shitstorm, because it happens in readings, right? And like, and you gotta appreciate a reader that will drop bombs on you and tell you, like, hey, like, there's yeah. bad news because some won't, and like, we want that heads up too. It can be very stressful. Like, some mm -hmm. people might be hearing the forecast for December and being stressed about it. But here's the thing, like. It's, it's stressful knowing that we're about to walk into an eye of the storm. But when you're in it, it's not that bad. It's stressful, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but it's not... Usually it's not nearly as scary as you're anticipating. Yeah. So don't don't rile yourself up and freak out. Like, keep yeah. your wits about you and stay grounded. You'll be fine. Don't and let fear take over. Exactly. And, you know, I've always... Uh, not always, but, like, I've also noticed that the reverse is true, too, because sometimes you just hear stories of the hell people went through. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, when I talk about, like... Um, my early 20s when I was in college you know I was going to school full-time and I was working three jobs and I didn't have a car so I was taking the bus everywhere oh, how did you even have enough hours of the day to do that see that's the thing I don't know but and I had to it. do it and I did it and yeah I think it goes back to that point like when you're in it you just do it you just do it because you have to you know yeah so yeah and, and when you look back you're like how the hell did I do that yeah. it's so true yeah I've so. been there many times and, you know, I think this is just another example of that, you know, like it's, you know, the stuff is going to hit and you're just in it. And so you just make just do. Ride it. Ride mm -hmm. it. <laughs> so. Well, and just like how how you were saying, like, you know, this was something that you can recall, like, you know, when yeah. you were in college and stuff. Um, and I, one takeaway from that is you lived past it. Like, here you are. Yeah. You're alive. You did yeah, it. Yeah, I did yeah. it. You know, you know, we I think all of us at this point have like made it through our Saturn returns, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I think I finally made it through mine. I don't no, you know. Did. Yeah? Because you right. your Saturn was in Capricorn, right? I think so. Yeah, so it it's, a, it's an Aquarius now. You're, you're, you're past it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. <Excellent>. so. <laughs> yes, celebratory cannolis for everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. And that's well, that's how it ends. So that is much. 2021. Yes. Goodbye, 2021. Can I just say, like, you you have mentioned a couple times through these episodes, like, pay attention because X, Y, Z. And I never fucking do. Or I tell myself <laughs> I, I will and I pay attention to that moment and then I forget what it is, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I'm not a fan of journaling mm -hmm. just because I'm impatient and I feel like it yeah. requires a lot of time. <laughs> but uh, maybe... It's a good idea stuff. to, like, have, like, an astrology or even, like, just, like, dedicate a page in your planner where you can just, like, bullet point stuff. Yeah, that's so that what I do. you won't be just... on the struggle bus trying to remember what the fuck happened in May. Yeah. You know. But that, that does sound like it might be a really good idea and something to potentially do. Like, it's December. Everyone's thinking, well, people like me are thinking about their planners for the next year. You probably yeah. already have them. Um, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, see, like, let's... <laughs> throw in a little page there for some astrology bullet points so that we remember these things yeah yeah awesome so shout outs monica who are you shouting out i'm shouting out to all the wine spirit and spirits and witches listeners and patreons and everybody that has supported us in 2021 that's my shout out i like it jabal who are you shouting out i'm shouting out to the same people okay. thank you so much for like joining us and you know accept accepting me into your wine spirits and witches family yes. so thank you for lending your ear to me thank you so much thank you for guiding us so well month yes. after month like it's really nice to know what's going on with the planets and i feel like I've, i have noticed that i do 
pay attention a lot more than I thought I would because we know how much I hate space. Yeah. So I really <laughs> thought that like these would be episodes where I'm not paying attention to anything, but I actually retain it and I feel like it has helped me navigate mm-hmm. things through each month too. It's super insightful and helpful. So thank you for sharing all of this wisdom with us. Oh, you're most welcome. It's my pleasure, really. Like this is what I geek out on and it's a big part of my job. So like yeah. And you are fantastic you. at it. Yes, sir. I'm going to shout out to all of our listeners as well. Like we have another year coming to a close. I refuse to say that next year is going to be a good year. I've learned my lesson after 2020. Yeah. We have a year coming. That's all I'm going to say. It's a new year coming. Yes, it's there's a new, a new year coming. New Full of surprises. Yes. <laughs> yeah, many surprises. Go. Many surprises. But thank you to everyone that is tuned in for each episode and stuck with us for another year. Yes. We love you and we look forward to continuing to bring new things into the following year. So have a happy holiday season. Yes. Happy Yule. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Everything else that I can think of. I don't know what else there is. I'm (laughs) sure there's other stuff that we're Uh, missing. Yes. But Happy, happy, happy cannoli times. Everyone go eat a fucking cannoli. If you... And happy new year. And, and happy, happy new, new year. year yes. Out. It's <laughs> the big solar return for the world. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. And on that note, merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry, merry meet again. again.